Blog Talk Radio. And good afternoon, Jets fans. This is the Jets podcast on 247sports.com as we take a look at the brand new general manager in Joe Douglas as he is now the general manager of the New York Jets. I'm Daniel Feuerstein, just waiting for Rick Lachlan uh, to join me to talk about this hire. And all you can say... is this. They finally get their man. The New York Jets, after so many weeks, and just a couple of days before the one full month of firing Mike McCagnin, the New York Jets bring over the vice president of player personnel of the Philadelphia Eagles. And of course, this man And all you can in, all you can say is this. All you can say is this: is that the New York Jets right now? They got their guy. This is the guy that they wanted. This is the guy that they desperately needed, and they did so by basically caving in a little bit, which they had to do. You're not going to get a general manager on the cheap. You're getting a guy that wants the full autonomy of running the roster and leading this Jets team into the future. Yes, it was a bit difficult to see the dysfunctionality happen. You you keep Mike McCagnin after you dismiss Todd Bowles. And all of a sudden, after the free agency period and after the draft, you decide to get rid of Mike McCagnin and start a hiring process for a new general manager. Joe Douglas is the one that... And all you can say is that, you know what, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness that the Jets got their man that they wanted, and he's running. He's going to help Adam Gaze run the show. Joining me, of course, fellow 24-7 Sports Jets page writer Michael Cohen, joining me right now as we talked about it. You've seen his video on my article on his uh, YouTube show. Michael, thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, what do we make of Joe Douglas right now? He is the man in the general manager position. He is going to be making the player moves to bring him back or to send away. What the heck's with this team? <laughs> What's your question? <laughs> My question is, you yes. know what the question is. Joe Douglas, general manager of the New York Jets. What do you think about it? I mean, I don't know what to make of him because we don't know much about him. I mean, he, he worked for the uh, Baltimore Ravens for 15 years in their personnel and in the scouting department. He worked for the Eagles the last three years 
everybody wants to give him credit for all their personnel decisions now, which I don't know if that's really fair, considering he was more of an underling than anything else. But uh, he's been around for a while. He's been with two very good organizations. We'll have to wait and see. The big question for me is his relationship with Adam Gates. Uh, Adam Gates is a control freak, as we've come to know in the last few months in New York. Uh, I'm sure people in Miami are laughing right now. But um, that's the big question. They, they spent one year together, or at least part of a year together in Chicago. I don't know if that's enough to develop any kind of bond or relationship. Uh, that if there is any kind of relationship, it's going to get really tested over the next uh, year or more, the longer those two are together with the Jets. I mean, that's the big question mark, isn't it? The big question mark is because of his relationship with Adam Gaze, no matter how long or how short it was, is he really going to give his own thoughts about the roster, or is he going to basically be a uh, you know a loudspeaker for Adam Gaze? And I think that's the big question right now because we don't know what he's going to do. Do I think he's accomplished some things in the NFL with these other teams? He probably has. I mean, he was a part of the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl championship back in, you know, last year when they beat the New England Patriots. So you'd like to mm-hmm. think he has some input in who to bring over and, you know, to look at the roster to see who he needs to remove. You know, will he be his own man? You'd like to think so. But, you know, like you just said, there's some cloud hovering over him about his relationship with Adam Gaze. And will he be his own man in this? That's a big question. You know, will he be his own man, and does he have control? Now, they said that he has control of the 53-man roster, but, you know, that only goes so far as what the coach wants in this case. So that's going to be another part of this that we're going to learn about over the next uh, – over time. Um, I I mean, I think that, one, on the positive side, it's good that they get it over with. I'm glad that this doesn't have to get dragged out. We have to have a story where Joe Douglas gets hired by the Tennessee or the Houston Texans, and uh, the Jets lose out on him, and they end up losing out on a couple other guys because they're diddle-daddling around. That wasn't the case. This was done. Um, and if you believe the articles from Ralph Dacchiano, this was done really even well before the announcement was made, that they had a, 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 had something in place, but Douglas rejected a couple of Offers because he wasn't going to get he wasn't getting his paid as much, and the Jets had to come back to him for a sixth year. So we'll see. I mean, I'm glad the Jets got it done. I think that uh, this is a guy who again has a long track record in personnel, and we'll see what he can do. Now we'll see who he's going to bring with him. You know, there's rumors that they're going to bring in Todd McShay from ESPN, which doesn't make much sense to me. Phil Savage who was the uh, former Browns general manager, which is not going to make anybody excited, but he was with Baltimore and Philadelphia, uh, specifically Baltimore, when when Joe Douglas was there. So there's a connection there. So we'll see what he's going to do. Savage would make a little more sense because he is a senior, would be senior to uh, to Douglas and would be of help, assistance to him uh, in making decisions. Yep, and that's the one thing I think we have to look at here is the people he's going to bring in, Will they be helpful, or are they going to be harmful? And I think this has been the bigger question I, I think nobody is asking. You know, how many times we've seen a general manager or a head coach coming here, and you know they say they're going to make great things happen, and either the success has been either one or two years, 
or there's been no success at all. Something needs to change. And if Joe Douglas is the man to give the Jets the change that they need to go forward, well, then you hope that this is the man that finally delivers on the one thing that hasn't happened in around 50 years. Bringing the Lombardi Trophy back as the New York team wearing green and white. And that is the New York Jets since, of course, Joe Willie Namath did it in Super Bowl III with Weeb Eubank. Um, you know, let's be honest with ourselves. I think Rex Ryan, a name that you love to talk about, uh, is the last head coach to do it not once but twice in consecutive seasons to get to the AFC Championship game but being a step short of the title game itself. How about we just talk about games? To, how about we just try to win nine games first before we talk about the Super Bowl? I mean, how about we see them win like eight games first? Maybe even five, even six games would be an improvement. I mean, uh, let's let's see them win something first before uh, we talk about the Super Bowl or playoffs or AC Championship games or anything else. I mean, this is a franchise that's got a lot to prove. Uh, they are working with all of McCagnan's players right now. We don't know what kind of players Joe Douglas has interest in, in keeping, retaining, or bringing in. Uh, we don't know what kind of players fit what he is looking for. Uh, he hasn't even had a draft. So you're not going to know much about Joe Douglas until a year from now. <laughs> I, mean, it's you, you. I mean, you may get a little bit of an indication when the cutdown day comes, uh, but a lot of that has to do with the head coach as well. So you're not going to really know much about Joe Douglas until February, March of next year. Yep, exactly. So exactly. stop talking Super Bowl, God damn it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not talking Super Bowl. Listen, I'm not the one that's talking Super Bowl. Joe Beningo is talking it. Super Bowl. He's already talking. <laughs> yes, Super okay, whatever. Well, of course I mentioned it because, listen, you got to mention it once in a while. And all you can do is just sit here and wonder, and I'm agreeing with you. I want to see this team at least win nine games, nine to ten games, and hopefully be in a playoff spot, whether it's going to be a wild card team or by some weird chance some glorious opportunity that the New York Jets can surpass the New England Patriots and win the AFC Eastern Division title. That is the one thing that I want to see from this Jets team. They had that opportunity four years ago, and they blew it. And now, so wait, let, let's let, see what let, they let, can Let me ask you a question. So Beningo went crazy. He's saying Super Bowl already. That's his expectation? Yes. Oh, my God. Is he crazy? Yes. Is he crazy? Well, you know, WFN. You know what it is? He's just setting himself up for epic fail. That's what it is. Well, you know. He's setting himself up for going to ramp. Sorry. Well, you know, how old is he now? Joe Beningo. Well, 1,000 years old. (laughs) 50,000? 50, 50 years old, 60 years old, something like that, somewhere in between 50 and 60 years old. Look, he wants to see another. He was the one that saw Joe Namath win the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. He wants to see another title. <laughs> last running person. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, let's just take it one game at a time. Let's just get to the preseason. Let's just see what this team looks like in their kick-ass uniforms. Chris Johnson, I'm yeah. talking about you. Just take Actually, it one they're game badass. at a time. Okay? Whatever. 
<laughs> Actually, he called no. He called the, the Jets jerseys badass, not not kick ass, badass. Come on, come on. You're a reporter. You got to know these things. Let's go. But uh, you know, also a big part of this is uh, speaking of Johnson. You know, I know that you and uh, Mr. Mr. Lachlan talked about this about meddling owners. <clears throat> Wolfred and Jeff Wolpon. <clears throat> Sorry, something was in my throat. Uh, meddling uh-huh. owners. You know, what That's impact right. will uh, Woody and Chris Johnson have? Uh, in the Jets' decision-making, because the, the, the word is that the reporting structure is going to be the same, where the general manager and the head coach each report to the owner separately. So that's a big question, and the, you know, this ownership group's had a history of meddling and getting involved and getting in the way of uh, just about anything that the football people are trying to do. So that's a big question moving forward. It's a big problem. I think it's a, a concern that anybody would have. I'm sure that's why Joe Douglas wanted six years instead of, let's say, four or five years, because he's probably knows what the Jet reputation is. It's not very good. Yep. Hello? I mean, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for your response. <laughs> no, I'm trying to give you a response. I'm trying to, you know, juggle a lot of things at once. Oh, I'm and sorry. But all I'll, I'll I can say up. is... No, no, that's fine. Look, I mean, look, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of question marks here. And if if the general manager and the head coach are reporting to Christopher Johnson separately still, then I I truly uh, you know, I I I truly uh believe that this is a situation where, you know, that's the wrong way to go. Yeah, so basically, folks, I mean, they're in a situation where what's the owner's gonna, role going to be in this? Woody Johnson, you would have to figure, will be back by 2020, uh, especially if Trump loses in 2020, which could happen, or if not longer than that, staying in London for that matter. Um, and what is it, what's the role going to be for not just uh, Joe Douglas, but what about the brother? What about Chris Johnson, who wants that to continue to have a prominent role in the organization? There's just so much flux with this team. Kind of reminds me of what happened uh, back in 2000 when the Johnsons first brought into the team, which was a big reason why Bill Belichick resigned because he did not like the uh, the fact that there was too much turmoil in the front office, and that's the case now. You have a, a ownership group that has been uh, hook, line, and sinkered, if you will, to Adam Gase and everything that Adam Gase uh, brings to the table or lack thereof. Uh, he cajoled them into getting rid of Mike McCagan. He's cajoled them into this hiring process of, of Joe Douglas, a relationship that we may that may or may not bear any real fruit to it. And it's it's still a concern. I mean, it, it, I'm glad they got it done, but you have to look at this kind of glass half full. You know, you really can't look at it and say, oh, this is great. Here we go. Here come the Jets. You know, Super Bowl, here we come. History tells you not the case. Not the case with the New York Jetropolitans. I'm sorry about that. Yep. Yep. It's just been one of those things. You know, this so team ask, has gone through a lot. Let me, it has. Let me jump to this. No, I was going to uh, say, you know, look, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ask, ask me the question. No, no, no. You go right ahead. I'm sorry. It's your show. Oh. Well, I mean, still, though. I mean, come on. Uh, you're still, you know, you're still right for the fight, so it is technically also your show. But anyway, um, no, I'm just here to tell you that. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. 
But no, but I'm being serious here. I mean, look, you know, you would like to think that there's got to be some positive moments here. There's got to be some positives that needs to turn around in favor of this team. We have components that still makes this a solid team that can do some damage. Look, they still got Robbie Anderson down the sidelines. Nunua, unfortunately, injury-prone, but when he's healthy, he's still a dangerous weapon to have. I think Chris Herndon has really evolved as a tight end, a great pass-catching tight end for the Jets. Um, the offensive line, maybe we finally got some holes plugged in. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see how they're going to protect Sam Darnold. Uh, I'd like to think that Le'Veon Bell um, is also the answer running back. I'm very happy they re-signed Bilal Powell. Now, I don't know if he'll make the team or not because they did uh, let him – they let his contract expire. So, you know, we'll see about that. I think defensively, with under Greg Williams, um, I, I think the defense is going to have a monster year with a revamped, you know, entire defense, including the secondary. Uh, I mean, maybe the only weakness that I can see at the moment is cornerback. But outside of that, you know, stopping the run, I think the Jets will be able to stop the run, you know, with these sacks. Maybe they'll finally get to the quarterback and bring him down consistently. But still, you know, you can't plug every hole in each and every free agent frenzy and draft, uh, you know, when you're in the offseason. So we'll have to wait for that. But, but you know, Patriots for now, I think defensively they've improved. <laughs> hmm? Uh, I was going to mention the Blah Blah Powell situation. Uh, it, maybe it means the end of uh, Fumble Man, Trenton Cannon. That wouldn't be a bad thing either. Um, I mean, look, I, I like Blah I like, uh, Powell. I would like to see him make this team. Uh, I don't know what kind of impact he would have with, you know, Ty Montgomery and Le'Veon Bell on the roster. You know, are they going to use Ty Montgomery as a you – know, I know teams don't use fullbacks anymore – what are they going to use one of these guys as a potential fullback like Montgomery or Powell? Powell's not a big guy. I don't know if you want to use him in that situation. Um, we'll see. I mean, he's going to have to show that he can contribute in a passing yeah. game. We'll have, yeah, we'll and have that's to going to be his big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, look, so let me ask can, you a as long as he knows. No, go ahead. As long as he knows what? No, as long as the Jets uh, give him the holes he needs to punch through and get those big rushing yards. And, you know, he helps out uh, when it's third down and he's a good pass-catching running back. Of course, when Sam Darnold gets out of the pocket and tries to extend the play, then Le'Veon Bell is worth all the money that he that he got. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. i got two questions for you because it is, it is the offseason right now. Uh, one, do you think that Rob Gronkowski is going to come back and play for the Patriots. The rumors are that he will unretire and uh, play again. And two, who is the best? If you saw the news last week about uh, Adam Gase taking the team out to golfing, who is the best golfer on the team in your mind? There you go. Robbie Anderson. No, I'm lying. <laughs> he stunk. <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't pay attention to the. I, I, I try yeah. not to pay attention to all the golf stuff. I mean, look, some are good, some are terrible. I didn't really watch mm-hmm. it, but that's okay. But I know that Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson can't hit it, you know, at all. And that's all right. Yeah. I want him to catch balls and go down the sidelines for touchdowns. I can care less if he can drive a golf ball 500 yards or more. It's okay. Not, not mm-hmm. my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, look, 
I, I think that, you know, look, this Jet team needs to improve. They have to improve. You know, I want them mm-hmm. out of the four to five win plateau. I'll even say that six or seven wins will not be good enough either. I really need for them to go at least between eight and ten wins this year to show mm-hmm. real improvement for what they need to do. Because if they don't show you know that folks, improvement, they're you know folks, they're Dan Feuerstein is saying. Dan Feuerstein is going to do something that I've never seen him do on the air, and that is he's going to go full, full, committing himself to a very popular word that I like to use. Someone's getting fired! <laughs> I don't know if someone's going to get fired. But right I now, insinuated it. <laughs> I would say that I'm not insinuating anything. All I'm saying is it's not a real improvement unless they go more than seven wins. Anywhere mm-hmm. between four to six or four to seven is not an improved season. If they go eight or nine wins or even ten wins, that's an improvement. If they can get a playoff mm-hmm. spot, that's a major improvement. But what they need to do is very simply put – is this. They must at least win those first three games before the bye week. Even though the bye week is much earlier than normal, and I, I, I just don't like seeing a bye week in week four. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's terrible. Well, too bad. I, I just don't... <laughs> I just think it's way too early. I, no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know, but what I think should happen is, is that I think they should play, in my opinion, uh, the first eight weeks of the regular season... Week nine, I'm not saying it has to be a full week a full week off for the NFL. What I'm saying is you'll have two divisions each, two divisions in the AFC and two divisions in the NFC. Take a break for week nine, and then whoever played in week nine, they'll take their bye week into week ten. You know, well, I, mean, I, I it, think you know, that's a, better. It, the bye here's the here's the thing about the schedule that. I think people need to pay attention to. And that is from week five, after the bye week, from week five through week eight, is going to, and you want to, I know people are going to want to mention the first two the games against Cleveland and New England in weeks two and three. But it's at Philly, Dallas, New England, at, Jackson, at, ja- at Jacksonville. Those four games are going to determine where this team is going to go, whether they're going to have a season or not. Because if they lose three or four, which could happen, They'll be finished. Mm-hmm. So they have to yes. go soon, too, to give themselves a chance the rest of the way. Because the second-half schedule is not that bad. you get got Miami twice. you got the Giants. Redskins, Raiders, Bengals aren't very good. Ravens, I don't like the quarterback. Pittsburgh's the best team on the, on the remaining schedule in the second half. And then Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So those four games in October will determine whether the Jets have a season or not have a season. That's true. It's always that you know, month in October that. that's going to be very scary because you want somebody fired. No, I didn't know. Not as much as you do, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you don't know, Dan Feuerstein has got a hatred for that game. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. Yes, yes, yes. That's no, true. come on. I want – listen. Well, at least – at least, we will have, at least we will have the Joe Douglas Bowl twice this year on uh, August 29th and on October 6th. Yep, exactly. That should Up be interesting Eagles. because uh, – well, it's not just that. 
you know, the only time they won in the state of Pennsylvania was the second year of Rex Ryan against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They haven't beaten the Philadelphia Eagles uh, at all. Ever. So, ever. At all. 0-10. Oh, yep, 0-10. So now, they got to go 1-11. They, they got it. The closest they ever came was, was ironically, in 96 when they lost by one point. What year they went 1-15. Yes. Wow. Yep. So, who knows? Who knows? We'll see what but, happens. Uh, but still, though, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen so, here. But I, I will say this. Um, if this is the year that they can do it, and Joe Douglas is in the building uh, wearing the Jets' Gotham green and spotlight white jerseys, then make it happen, Mr. Uh, Douglas. Let's get that first Jets win with you as general manager against your former team. I mean, both teams should wear their black jerseys, so just to confuse everybody. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't want any confusion here. I want to make sure that the Jets do it the right way and the proper way. On the field, mm-hmm. either in their, all gr- in their green jerseys or in their white jerseys. No, we're not going to do the black-on-black thing. I think you're going to... You're 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 going to have a big fail in the uh, jersey department if that happens. You're probably going to see the black. You're probably going to see the black on October the 21st against New England. I'm going to tell you now. Probably, probably, that's fine. Yes. So get ready. Well, shield your eyes. Shield nah, your eyes. I'm not. That won't. That won't. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go to training camp, my friend. You going to go to training camp? No. Um, haven't heard anything yet, but if uh, if it happens, I'll let you know. We need to get, folks. We need to get Dan Feuerstein and myself, maybe even Rick Walkman, all of us, to the training camp this year. We need to walk around. We need to observe. We need to learn. We need to see what's happening. We need to know everything that goes on and ask questions and get answers. That's right. And then get kicked out. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Yep. So hopefully we'll get those training camp uh, credentials in, and we'll uh, we'll head on over to Florham Park, and we'll see what's ticking inside Jets camp. But uh, but but uh, until then, we'll be mulling around the 24/7 Sports newsroom and the podcast studio as we, of course, talk about uh, these uh, great uh, things mm-hmm. moving on. And uh, is that your phone? No. No. Okay. But anyway, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen on that department, but we won't uh, hold our breaths until it officially happens. So let me ask, let me ask you a question. Last question before we close the show out. Joe mm-hmm. Douglas, if you were – if you, what are your expectations for Joe Douglas? Let's, let's finish this up where we started. What's your expectations for Joe Douglas? Well, my, well here's my expectations to be honest with you. Um, I, I want a general manager – that will have the chutzpah to bring in a big-time player uh, to mm-hmm. come over and play for the Jets. I want him to bring over a competent player that will do the job, uh, whether you know he's coming from a, a former team to our team. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want him to have a coherent and a professional relationship with Adam Gaze, which means. Quite frankly, this I don't want to hear that Adam Gaze all of a sudden does not being like he doesn't like all of a sudden uh, you know Joe Douglas and wants and gets him fired and then bringing over a new GM that was on the list and firing him if he didn't like him then hiring a new guy then all of a sudden he doesn't like that guy I want these players 
to, uh, you know, I, I want these players, or should I say I want this, this head coach not to pick and choose, you know, all these GMs, and if he hires them, doesn't like them, throws them away. Can't do that. Well, this is on Gase. I mean, I'll say right now, uh, I think that uh, Joe Douglas will be here longer than Adam Gase. <laughs> I just got a funny feeling. I hate to say it, but I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, because we all know. We all know that um, he is now on the He's really on the hot seat. He really is. I know it's only a first-year head coach. But you know what? Getting the previous general manager fired, getting in your guy who supposedly is your guy now to run the franchise, do what you want, and if it doesn't work out, the Jets have every right to make the change if they want to. And that's another question. What kind of power does Joe Douglas have? And that's another question that uh, won't be answered for a while. Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's why they play the games, as uh, Chris Berman always said. That's why they play the games. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. And, uh, you know, hopefully for the Jets, Wrap uh, it these up. are the right Let's people. <laughs> well, if you have to go, go ahead. Do you have to go? I guess he did. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll do it for the Jets podcast on twenty. Uh, excuse me, the Jets podcast on twenty four seven sports dot com. Once again, the New York Jets have hired Joe Douglas as the brand new general manager of the New York Jets, officially replacing Mike McCagnin. Join us next time for another podcast episode here on the twenty four seven sports dot com through blogtalkradio.com as we talk more about the New York Jets coming up. For Michael Cohen, I'm Daniel Foyer. This has been the Jets Podcast on 247sports.com through blogtalkradio.com. We'll talk to you next time. So long. Take care and bye-bye for now.